You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The World in 10, your daily roundup of the biggest stories from across the world told by our correspondents at the Times of London. I'm Eleanor Shearwood. And I'm Rebecca Myers. Today we'll hear about the true meaning of punk and from an entire country founded on slow jams. But let's start here in the UK with a very special interview, a world exclusive interview with Prince William. Roy Anika, the Sunday Times royal editor, sat down with the Prince of Wales to discuss his new project. It's something he's really passionate about. So Rebecca went to ask her what that was like. So Roya, you have an interview with the Prince of Wales. Give us a sense of how rare it is for him to give an interview. It's incredibly rare for Prince William to give an interview, and this is the only interview he has ever given to a newspaper. It's his first interview as the Prince of Wales, um, and he's speaking about something that's incredibly important to him, homelessness, announcing huge, major new plans um, that he's about to launch later this month to end homelessness in the UK. And what was he like to interview? How, how did he speak? How did he feel about this, this topic? I mean, it was really clear talking to William um, about this subject, and he's incredibly passionate and very optimistic about it. And I think that's the really interesting thing about William's approach to these big issues. Things like homelessness, things like, you know, the environment can sometimes seem a bit overwhelming and, you know, full of doom and gloom. He's absolutely determined that the plans that he's establishing with, you know, people across the sector will actually have a tangible impact on the ground. And he's very invigorated by that and very enthusiastic about it. You could, you know, I could really feel that huge sense of optimism coming out of him as he was talking about it when I sat down and spoke to him. And do you think he is now thinking about his legacy, how he'll be viewed in the future? I think... William definitely has legacy front of mind. He is now in this new role, this elevated new role as Prince of Wales. He is heir to the throne. It's different from being the Duke of Cambridge and second in line. Um, so I think there's no doubt that you know he is looking at building, building things like his his global persona with the Earthshot Prize. But this very important new project on homelessness, I think he will certainly see long term as his legacy here in the UK. And you can read the interview in full on the Times website. We're talking about maternal mental health now because The Times has been looking at the tragic story of Tori Bowie, the Olympian who died last month with a stillborn child. An autopsy showed it happened after she went into labour. There'd been complications related to childbirth. Now, Matt Lawton, The Times chief sports correspondent, has been speaking to those who knew her best, including her agent, Kimberly Holland. 
Yes, it's a heartbreaking read. And Kimberly talks about how excited Tori had been to become a mum, how she'd already named her daughter and bought clothes for her. But Matt says it wasn't all how it seemed. What this story is actually about is the fact that they knew she wasn't really in a good place. They knew she wasn't looking after herself because she suffered from bipolar disorder. And part of her condition was the fact that she had an aversion to medication, she had an aversion to hospitals. And her family and Kimberly, who was so much more to her than an agent, were trying to make an intervention through the courts. And certainly the law in Mississippi wouldn't allow it. So yes, Kimberly talks about that she sounded in a good place and was reassured by what Tory said to her in that telephone call. But of course, Two weeks later, she's found dead. You know, it's it's utterly horrific. Such a tragic story. And picking up on what Matt's just said, it's left Tori's loved ones wondering if things might have been different had they been able to intervene for her well-being. Yes, they want laws around conservatorships to be looked at. In Mississippi, the law said Tori's decisions were her own and she was an adult. Clearly, it's a contentious issue. You only need to look at the case of Britney Spears, for example, who said she felt traumatised. But this side of the story brings a whole different argument into the spotlight. Exactly. And there was one quote from Kimberly in Matt's piece which really stood out to me. She said, God's brought her in and she's free now at peace, but I just hope her story can also help. We hear a lot about free speech on both sides of the Atlantic, as some subjects, sex, race, gender, history, become fodder for the so-called culture wars. Yeah, this is something we've been seeing a lot more of recently. Here in the UK, there have been protests over certain speeches at universities, while in America, graduation ceremonies have been disrupted by protests against invited speakers, with some audience members even turning their backs while it's happening. And in a leading article this morning, the Times argues that schools must do more to teach respect in argument and good disagreement. Otherwise, the op-ed says, the shutters will close on freedom of expression. This week, British school leaders have been discussing all of this at a conference. Now, Jane Lunnan's head teacher at Allines, a private school in South London. Her point is that students need lessons in listening and arguing without running away from upsetting opinions or shutting down conversations. Here's Jane speaking to Times Radio. Politics is predicated, actually, on the power of speech and and always has been. Teaching young people how to find their voices and use them with confidence and authority is one part of that. But connected to that and as significant is also, I think, the issue of teaching young people how to listen respectfully and to disagree courteously. And why do I think that's important? Why do we think there's a need for that? Because so much of, again, public discourse now plays out online in kind of indignation or querulousness or um, rage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And none of that is good. Um, And it doesn't help develop a kind of reasoned, discussion-based learning. Back to the UK now, where The Times has been hearing from someone playing the legend slot on the biggest stage at the iconic Glastonbury Festival. We've earned it. We're still playing music and, you know, still being creative. And I think that that's the essence of it all, isn't it? 
Yep, that's Debbie Harry, the frontwoman of Blondie. She's been speaking to Ed Potton just a week before she plays the festival for the third time, and she's 77. Amazing. And it was so interesting to hear her thoughts about how technology is changing the music industry. She talks about how she used to play gigs that nobody would record, which is kind of hard to believe now. Absolutely. And being less observed, only remembering the crowd there at that time. Yeah, like a fleeting moment in time, while now she's playing to audiences of people and their phones. There's a brilliant part in the interview where she talks about her first time playing Glastonbury in 1999. Well, I think the first time I was wearing an Elsa Schiaparelli hat, so I think <laughs> I was very happy about that. Uh, it was sort of this red uh, red flowers on a straw bucket, and uh, I thought I was really chic, you know. <laughs> it was fun, and, you know, at that time, we had had some experiences with festivals, but that one, you know, was so special and so big. And, you know, the audience is completely, I don't know, <laughs> they're just, they're wonderful. Everybody's having a great time. So I hope everyone's having a great time. And uh, on being a punk legend, well, she was definitely more complimentary of her friend Iggy Pop. Well, I think Iggy's a much better punk than I am, than I have ever been. Um, But I'll do my best. We'll end today's podcast in a dusty corner of California, in an 11-acre plot off State Route 78, two hours from San Diego. Except it's so much more than that. This is Slow Jamistan, a micronation where the national animal's a raccoon and the national fruit is a maraschino cherry. The population? 10,000. The man in charge is Randy Williams, a radio DJ better known as R-Dub. He says Slow Jamistan is 100% a dictatorship, but when he's feeling generous, they have special elections and referendums. Well, it might be a dictatorship, but he claims the micronation looks to unite people. He's told the Times the world's getting more divided, but Slow Jamistan's a refuge. In his words, you can leave your arguments at the doorstep. There's one argument, though, which the whole place is founded on, and we'll let R-Dub explain. There has been a, a recent plague here in America, I don't know if it's the same in the UK, but in America, um, and it's it's very generous to call them shoes, but they are these big rubber, uh, funny-looking uh, clogs uh, with holes in them, and I believe the Americans call them Crocs. And uh, we have been trying to stop this movement for years. Uh, you know, we 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 contacted local and, and national law enforcement, politicians, the Senate, the Congress, even the White House, and uh, the, basically they have turned a blind eye. We could have resorted to violence, but the Sultan is a peace-loving man, so I decided I'm going to make a country of my own, and we are going to expressly and strictly prohibit the wedding of Crocs in Sloyamistan. So it's so much more than that, but that was the original idea. That's all we've got time for on today's World in 10. Thanks for listening and see you tomorrow. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.